Door Slam Pod- podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so this Angle Slam, not Angle Lockdown. This is a this yeah. is a pay per view review. Back to the norm. Yeah, for a while. Backlash. Yeah. WWE Backlash 2020. Um, if only they could see my face right now. <laughs> but before uh, we kind of get into the review slash rant. We should obviously say like and subscribe and follow us on YouTube, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Apple Music, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're all over the place. Look for Angle Slam Podcast and you'll find us. Um, and as far as I know, there isn't any deaths to kind of go, kind of put it towards. Again, if we haven't, then we'll just put it towards NHS and everybody that's struggling at the moment as they are. Yeah, I mean, um, the only thing... Yeah, it's nothing really, but if we're nitpicking... Uh, it's been revealed that one of the uh, performers from the Performance Centre has COVID-19. Yes. Whoever he or she is, um, you know, best of luck to them. I hope they get through it and hope no one else is affected. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, is that. Um, I just, uh, but, right, I've really been concerned about this because there's a certain match where... I am so on the fence about it. I'm thinking this could be another Drew McIntyre set between the two of us. You right. could be completely one side, I could completely the other. Right. So, um, okay. We'll, we'll see. I suppose. That, yeah. The, so the only yeah, I was good before we start recording. I said the story with this was you know uh, I've got I've got the right to have a social bubble. So someone with my brother and he yeah. was able to come round the Sunday night to watch it. Unfortunately for me, I got so pissed Sunday um, really? in the afternoon. Oh, yeah, dear. I got so pissed that uh, we he came around like, should we have a kick? He said, yeah. He got up about quarter past 11. I got up a bit after him. I was like, I'm going to have to go back to bed. I feel terrible. So I missed the first half um, and came back down just to see the winner of the WWE title match. Right. Um, so I, I watched the last two hours that night, and then I had to wake up in the morning and watch the, the first two uh, hour or so um, in the morning. So it was all in a weird order for me. <laughs> and um, say so what what will happen uh, as we get into it? It was one of those things that the moment I woke up is when things started going weird. So I was like, "Am I still dreaming here? What the <laughs> fuck is going on?" So. But we'll get into it. We'll okay, into so it. well, pre-show first, which I didn't watch, but obviously I saw the highlights later on in the night. I was kind of annoyed that the United States Championship was on the pre-show, but it's just what happens when Heyman's not in charge anymore. It just... I i didn't know the uh, Raw Tag Titles were even going to happen. No, neither did I. I figured they would, because they've been doing these vignettes with Raiders and Street Profits, but there was no announcement. Oh, no proper build-up. And I just thought, if I had it my way, I would have had that pre-show US title on the main card. Yeah. But we know why the Raw Tag Titles were on the main show. Which, and which we'll get to. We'll get to it. Um, good God. But, but um, pre-show-wise, yeah, it was, um, it was as far as I know, it was nothing special. Um, I know that Kevin kind of came in to distract Gaza and that managed to get Cruz to retain. Yeah, he was wearing a tie. Yeah. Which makes me guess he was on commentary. Um, yeah. We, so, but yeah, as far as I know, um, I've heard nothing spectacular about it. So I think I think it was like they had a, they had an hour pre-show, and this filled seven minutes. 
Well, yeah, there you go. Then. <laughs> says it, it all of it. Yeah, to, for something that's meant to be the start of Apollo's push, it, it's a bit redundant. Yeah. To go, we're going to make you US champ. Here's your push, but you're still on the pre-show for seven minutes. Like, well, what the fuck? Yeah. It's uh, something I might come uh, talk about in the next lockdown podcast, which is it seems to be the burial of the United States title and whoever holds it. Yeah. At the minute. Mm. So, but yeah, um, Apollo won that. So first match was the women's tag title match. Yeah, so it's Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus the Iconics versus Sasha and Bailey the Champions. And it was it was a reasonable opener for me. I I mean like I say it wasn't like it was a, a clinic or anything like that, but it was a solid opener. It was quite high paced. They had their moments that it wasn't perfectly paced, but it did what it needed to do. They they had a little bit of fun with it and everything. Um I'm Kind of disappointed with the with whoever who won it. I I didn't really want them to retain it. I wanted this to be that the next thing that Sasha and Bailey are beginning to fall out about. I wanted the Iconics to take it. I know the hot potato in the titles at the moment, but at the end of the day, if there was any of the titles going to change hands, this was the one I wanted to change hands. Yeah, I mean, um, it, on one side, the reason I was kind of a little bit like eh, about this match was that. With the talent that you had, like I, I know we've kind of spoke about the Iconics' talent not being spectacular in ring wise, but their characters are just fantastic. Yeah, I just thought with the characters like that and talent like Sasha, Bailey, Nikki, and Alexa, I think I was expecting a little bit more. Uh, and I know in the past, like the Fatal Four Way, they had the last pay per view with the men's, the SmackDown tag titles. It was just pure chaos, and I loved it. Unfortunately for this, it felt more like a scramble than chaos for me. Right. It almost felt like a lot of the time they didn't know what to do, so they just go into catfight mode. Um, and also, I, I genuinely thought the rule was you'd have two in the ring. Yeah, they changed it. They changed it again. It just It's weird, though, because it seems like... WWE just making up rules as they go along. It even happened on Raw, um, just yeah. gone, where it was um, McIntyre and Truth for the WWE Championship against Bobby and MVP. Whoever gets pinned loses the championship. I was like, what? How, that's, that's, yeah. that's ridiculous. That's never happened before, is it? It, it has... There has been similar rulings like that. That's the thing, it's similar. I think every now and then it's like they're slowly like edging and changing stuff just to fit the narrative. It's like you've got to have some certain set rules because otherwise it's just, it's just, well, why have any rules at all? Well, yeah, it, it, a lot of it seems to, keep, uh, seems to be coming out of left field. And I don't know if this is anything by Bruce Pritchard or Vince now that Heyman's recently left, but it's like, okay, you want to change things. But it's not organic. No. You're just literally just throwing it in our faces and we're sitting there going, why? Um, and I, got, I mean, and this for the women's title, it's a minor rule adjustment, but it's just kind of like, well, why? What, 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 what's so special about this match? We have to change the rules. I mean, I, I, will, um, I will say that with the change of it, it did give it a, a bit more energy because there was an yes. extra body in the ring. So, you know, like I say it wasn't like a, a clinic, like I said, but it, it gave it more energy. Yeah, it, it wasn't a rule that uh, uh, hindered the match, but it didn't exactly improve it either. It was just refreshing a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the match was what it was. Again, it wasn't the worst match I've ever seen. As far as the winners, 
Um, I think it would have been too soon to throw it back on Cross and Alexa. Yeah. And I, and I think if the Iconics had won it, it would have been like, well, where did that come from? So... I, 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 like quite, I quite like the thread of the Iconics beating Sasha and Bailey all the time. You know what I mean? I yeah. want that kind of a thing. It's I liked that. I like that idea. It, it could have happened, but I, I genuinely think the them holding the women's tag title is uh, imperative part to whatever this storyline is going to lead to between Bailey and Sasha. So I get why they've done it. Um, but yeah, as far as far as match standard goes, I've got. Uh, there's no huge spots that stand out. Really. No, I it's suppose just, there isn't. No. Just here it is, real quick. Blah, 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 match over. Uh, again, some of that is a good, th- a bad thing. Some of that is a good thing of like that was high energy. But what the fuck happened? It was, yeah, it was the, a roll-up they, win as well, weren't it? I think it was, and there was a couple of times I think they tried one of those major standoffs, but without a uh, genuine live audience there to bounce off to know if that works, it's not going to work. Yeah. And I just don't think the rivalry was big enough for a standoff like that. Mm. It's just kind of like, all right, you're doing it just to kind of get catch a breather more than anything else. Um, but yeah, I'd say uh, uh, not not complaining as such, but not praising them beyond belief. Yeah. It, it was just a, a match. Yeah. So yeah, still women's tag titles, Sasha and, and Bailey. Um, next was Sheamus versus Jeff Hardy. Yeah, I mean, this this feud is... I know some people really like it because of how it draws on the realism, but there's a lot of people that don't like it. And, I mean, I'm one of the people that's just like, do, do we have to do this? I know Jeff signed off on the storyline of the of his addiction and everything and throwing the piss in the face thing I didn't like. Um, it's just stupid. Yeah, like, I remember you saying it was, it was a recreation of something that already happened, word for word almost. Um, yeah. So I wasn't really bothered about this, and the the match was it was pretty decent. It wasn't too bad. It was solid. Um, I'm actually quite happy that Sheamus won. I mean, it, it annoys me that if, unfortunately that means the feud's going to continue, which is uh, sucks. But I, I like the fact that Sheamus won because since he's been back, he hasn't really done anything of note. But yeah. this match was all right. It was reasonably solid. It did what it needed to do. We had all the spots that we needed. We had a couple of decent like near finishes and whatnot. And then, you know, just hitting him with a bro kick on the outside and then dragging him back in for one more to finish him off. It kind of, you know, puts it keeps Jeff over in defeat, I suppose, as well. It's just a shame that this feud is continuing by the looks of it. Yeah, I mean, um, again, I'm one of those that doesn't mind the story because, A, like you said, Jeff would have signed off on it and it, it brings to light real life issues um again what we spoke about in one of our latest podcasts was like they're not doing it to like to to make fun of jeff or anyone like that it's just we're kind of in a reality kayfabe dead era where people know what jeff's been going through so why not reference it yeah um so and it's the same with um if you look at what happened with the paul bearer storyline with punky taker that's more to the mark covering your microphone Hey, Go sorry. on your microphone. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, the punk Paul Bearer Taker rivalry, that story was more, you know, touched some, some notes there with, like, a man's death. Mm. But everyone signed off on it, and yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, I thought you were quite comfortable with that because you knew everyone was signed off on it. Yeah, I was fine with it because it's... 
it's they didn't take the piss out of the fact that the person had died. They just used the character to piss off Taker, I suppose. It felt a little yeah. bit different. They weren't pointing the fin- finger and laughing and going, ha ah, ha, he's dead. You know what I mean? It wasn't like that. It was literally using the symbolism of the character to kind of rile Taker up. Yeah, and and again, in, in this storyline, yes, Seamus is doing the heel thing of kind of just calling Jeff a junkie and, you know, disappointing your family and stuff. But in, in a weird way, it's kind of like you reap what you sow. He can't deny anything he did. No, true. And again, if he's like, you know, gone into the locker room or Vince's office, whatever, and go, I fully own up to everything I've done in the past, you know, all my addictions and stuff. I don't want anyone else to, to go through that. So let's reference how horrible of a thing it is to even go down that path. Mm. Um, and the fact that when Jeff lost, it surprised me a little bit, mainly because of what the commentators said uh, just before the match, which was, what happens here if Jeff loses? Because he's he's he says, I'm fighting from a family, what happens if he loses? So to go with that, I was like, right, they're really putting a lot of thought into this storyline here because the way my brother put it was it's too early for Jeff's redemption yet. So... I mean, it's a fair point. Yeah, I mean, if the shame as Jeff's storyline continues, then so be it. But if it doesn't, A, it's kind of put Seamus over as a more definitive heel. And B, for Jeff, it's kind of like, at what point in his career or this year is he going to get that redemption he's looking for? Because at the minute, he's on the, he's, you know, kind of rock bottom and he needs to claw his way back up. And I think that's the story of the fans can go with him and claw his way back up to the top, which might possibly be another world championship. I don't know. I, I, I could see him as an intercontinental, but I, no more than yeah. that, I don't think. Yeah, I think he's had his time as world champion and it was okay. Yeah, you know, it it wasn't fantastic. So, yeah, it, it kind of surprised me, but I'm okay with Sheamus getting. That yeah, it was, a, it was it was a solid match. It wasn't amazing, but it was it was solid. It did what it needed to do. Yeah, it was kind of one of those matches, maybe just pay per view worthy, but definitely one of those. If I went to a Raw or SmackDown, if I watched it, I'd I'd still feel satisfied. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, next, I believe, was uh, the Raw Women's Championship. Asuka yeah, versus Asuka Jack. versus Nia Jax, or as we call it, the filler match, because we all know that they're doing the Charlotte program now, and SummerSlam's coming along, and Asuka's probably going to lose the title there. So, yeah, this was just a match that I was reasonably into until Charlotte got involved on Raw, and then I just thought, oh, well, this is it's just taking all the buzz out of it for me now, because now I know that this is just a filler show. Um, well, I, I didn't know about Charlotte on Raw. I didn't read that bit. Um, yeah, she appeared on Raw, and they're pretty much setting up a program. It's going to be Asuka and Charlotte, and I'm pretty confident that she's going to take it at SummerSlam because they just can't not have the blonde with big tits have a title. Um, <laughs> so the match was fine. It was, you know, it was all right. Um, it, again, nothing really of note stands out to me. That's the problem. It was. I want. I wanted a bit more dominance from Nia. I didn't get too much, and it kind of. It's the abrupt end I didn't like, yeah. just with the, the double the count. The, yeah, the double count out just it was just a stupid idea because that's basically proven you've backed yourself, you've booked yourself into a corner. You can't 
definitively have Nia winning the title off it because it's far too early, but you don't want this small kind of plucky Asuka to beat Nia clean either. So you do the double count out because you can't make up your mind. You can't commit to something. So that just yeah. shows that the, just the lack of commitment they have to this feud. And I mean, they went against each other again on Raw and that just proves to me that this, this, this feud is definitely over and it's Charlotte and Asuka from now on. So it was just meh for me. Yeah, I mean... I'm guessing the story they're going with Charlotte and Asuka is Asuka has never defeated Charlotte, and Charlotte's the one who, who broke the streak. Um, the thing is, with the, the match at Backlash, uh, I, again, I don't remember much of note. Um, I do remember quite early on, Asuka got in a kind of... It was almost an octopus stretch, where she was like wrapped around Nia, really wrenching back on Yeah, it was, it was similar to like a Black Widow. Yeah, but the way Asuka had it locked in, I thought, this could be it. This could be an upset victory of beating Nia in about a minute or so. But obviously not the case. Um, again, because there was nothing of note, I thought it seems to be like a slow build-up kind of thing. And then when it looked like the, you know, the, the wheels were starting to roll, it ended up being the double count-out. I was just like... I know sometimes double count-outs, draws, whatever, work in storylines sometimes, but I've always believed not on a pay-per-view. No. Because people are paid to see this. You need uh, a winner, uh, a loser, or a good enough interference storyline, whatever, to make it go, well, that was worth it. I'm tuning in next week or whatever. This just kind of fell flat. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, Asuka's still the champ. I'm happy about that bit. Yeah. But I, I couldn't tell if Asuka was pissed off the way it ended or just happy that she was still champ. I couldn't I, her, I, I think she was pissed probably. off. She was annoyed because she didn't want to win that way. Yeah, I, I was hoping it was that way. Yeah, I think it is. With Asuka, she's so kind of flips between the two so easily now. Of like, at one point, you're just being this braggy, egotistical cow to... Now I'm a warrior with honor. It's like, well, which are you? I I would go with it. I go with the latter because I think that since the Becky thing, it's kind of automatically turned Asuka face. I, I yeah, would say. I agree. It, it it was a weird turn because as soon as she got the belt, it sounded very heel of like I'm the champ, Asuka. Yeah, as soon as Becky dropped that, I'm pregnant. It was like. I'll screw my character. Yeah, and that's what made her face. That's exactly what made her face. And I'm fine with that yeah. because I, I don't I'm get me wrong. I, it. it was just a weird thing to see Asuka do. Yeah. Like, ego to, oh, well, congratulations. Yeah, that's <laughs> but, but yeah, that was that. Um, next was the Universal Championship. Yeah. Um, I couldn't have given a shit about this match. I just wasn't bothered. I mean, they were doing all these skits building up towards it of basically looking like um, the, a TV show of punked of them just annoying Strowman all the time with, like, breaking the car and gunking him and all this kind of stuff. And I was just kind of met with it. And, again, it was clearly just a filler thing because they can't have everybody on the roster at the minute, so they're just throwing these two together or three together, just for something to do so that make sure that the Universal title is on the pay-per-view. And it's quite obvious that once this is done and dusted, I'm pretty sure that Strowman's going back to Bray once he's capable of coming back into the fold. And there was no doubt in my mind that 
that Strowman was li- going to um, lose this. It, it, he wasn't going to lose. There was no way. Like it didn't matter what yeah. happened. Um, I the only thing I would say that stood out for me was the fact that um, Miz pulled um, Morrison off the Morrison. cover. That you know, um, the the seeds are being sown for their eventual breakup, which I'm fine with because I want to see those two go against each other eventually. That'll be very interesting. So if that's all this did, fine. But the rest of it, nothing kind of stood out to me. It was just again, it was another kind of, eh, it'll do. Uh, The uh, the weird thing with this was um, compared to again, I I was going in going. Well, I've always said with especially with WWE's climate at the minute of like, what the fuck are you doing most of the time? I've always thought anything can happen here with, in WWE, so I never give it, oh, is 100% going to be this guy. It's always like, I'm very sure he's going to win, but there's that 5% in the back of my head going, what about the shock thing here? But yeah, I was going in 95%, Braun's winning this. But for what it was, I actually kind of enjoyed it. Um, really? Not because of anything specific, but I just thought they did their job. They, they, they made it as entertaining as they could. They did the double teaming and Braun quite well. Maybe not enough. I, I know they had to keep tagging in and out. was one of those. Yeah, that was one cool. thing I you kind of noticed. Yeah, it wasn't like I didn't get enough of them working brought over and working as a team yeah it was just kind of like they were distracting him more than anything yeah if and it might have made more sense if they'd done a promo beforehand to kind of since they announced that whole only one of you is going to be champ have it more of a i'm going to outdo you uh but not in a whole well fuck you i'm better than you because it's still a tag team but in that kind of friendly lively way of like yeah, I'm going to beat you, and I'm going to be champ. Uh, as simple as that. Uh, but, yeah, it was... I'll I, I tell you what I did love, and I don't know why, that rap video beforehand. Oh, it was so stupid. Uh, but, I loved but it. But in a way, like, I, was la- I was laughing. In a, in, yeah, in a kind of ridiculous way, I was laughing, like, all right, this is quite funny, to be honest. But, oh, yeah, it was... <laughs> don't get me wrong. I don't love, like, rap or that kind of music. But it worked for those characters perfectly. Yeah, it was just um, another thing for them to annoy Broad with, and yeah, fine. It was it was funny enough. It was stupid, but it was funny. It was that thing of like it's the the cool guys that think that that, that they're cooler than they are. Um, so they obviously the jo- I see them as kind of the jocks around high school who should should be popular, but they're so dickhead about it. That they they create their own downfall. Yeah, and that music video captivated it for me. Of like, right, I get these characters. If you were a new um, fan to this, you get their characters straight away. Yeah, and then obviously when Braun comes out of like that box to this, so yeah, the match was okay. Again, no specific spots, but a very um, let's keep Braun on the ropes here. Let's work together when we can. Even though I just said it wasn't enough. But yeah, as soon as Miz pulled the Amorison off, he kind of had that shock himself of like, yeah, what did I, I do? I did it, but <laughs> yeah. what have I done? That, and then tried to put him back on, like, yeah, yeah, go for it, go for it, sorry, sorry, sorry. But yeah, I, I like how they're planting the seeds. Um, so it, it did more for Morrison and Miz than it did 
make him Braun a formidable champion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, it was it, like I say, it was which, a means to an end, and that it was literally just to sow seeds. That was it. Yeah, I mean, a guy at work today. He, I don't know where his sources are, so I'm hoping they're bullshit because if they're true, I might just quit WWE altogether here. But <laughs> he says there's a rumor that Bray's done. He's leaving um, because probably a Vince thing. He, he uh, Bray wasn't happy with uh, who Vince wants to be Sister Abigail. <sighs> Vince wants Ronda Rousey to be Sister Abigail. What? I, I know. I if don't. I, true, th- this doesn't seem true to me. This seems like a kind of fantasy, ridiculous booking type thick situation. I, so I agree. It, it seems like complete horseshit. I hope I it's horseshit. I'm pretty sure that it's. This is Vince's head that we're all living in of, like, it's the last thing they expect. But I was like, why would you do that with a character as powerful as Ronda yeah, is now? Yeah, just becoming this kind of sidekick type thing. We all know what the reason why Bray isn't there. The reason Bray isn't there is because he's just had a second child. So he's spending time at home and keeping his family safe. And as yes. we all know, Vince is a big family man. So he's gone, go home, relax, we'll figure it out later. I, I was slightly... Not shocked, but kind of like disappointed that there was n- after the match there was no like little I don't know message or appearance from the fiend. Yeah, I thought that's where they might start that rivalry back up. But I think but again, it- maybe it's because they're not sure when they're going to be getting him back. I think they're you know the the strongest contender is SummerSlam, but again, depending on the crowds and whether people can come back and do what they need to do they might hold it off a little bit longer. So that's maybe why they just they couldn't take a chance of teasing it yet. Yeah, I, I, I'd say I've got, if that's the case, then I've got no issue with that. But as, as obviously just a fan in general, it's like, eh, wanted to see the theme, but yeah. so be it kind of thing. Uh, so next was the WWE Championship. Yeah. Um, this match, um, to be honest, I, I actually quite enjoyed it. I mean, the end was a little bit kind of soap opera crap. But the yeah. match itself was really quite decent. They they put Drew constantly over as the, the big deal that he is with him kicking out one, two or three times. But they did actually do a really good job of making Bobby this kind of beast and this kind of character that we, we both agree we want. It's just guy that yeah. comes in and wrecks shop. Even from attacking before the bell while putting him in the, in the full Nelson, couldn't even get his coat yeah. off. That was a good way to start it. It's a good way to legitimise Bobby and just make go, well, this is a credible threat. And I, you know, there's plenty of back and forth. There was plenty of moments where um, Bobby was getting plenty of offence in and plenty of upper hands and vice versa. Drew got his moments to shine as well. Um, like I said, the only downside was the kind of way it ended with Lana coming out and he gets, he knocks her off the thing, gets distracted and gets hit with another amazing Claymore. I'm starting yeah, to I think, say, I think Claymore is probably too. becoming my favourite move just because of how awesome it looks and how well it sounds when it's delivered correctly. So yeah, hit with a Claymore and Drew's still your champion, which I knew was obviously, we all knew was going to happen. There's no way they're giving it to Bobby. But, he looked pretty decent in defeat for the most part. He's, you know, yeah. if, if they went with the idea that you and me talked about in our last uh, lockdown podcast about him versus Brock at SummerSlam, this match did enough for me to go, I would be all right with seeing it and I'd take it as a legitimate fight between two big blokes. So yeah, it did it, a lot, it, uh... you know, it did what it needed to do for Drew, but it did a lot for Bobby more than I thought it would. I say, because of my unfortunate 
drinking habits on Sunday, I, I came down to see the winner of that match. But I keep thinking, if I was watching it live, so didn't know the outcome, that full Nelson before the bell might have made me think, holy shit, this is how he's going to do it. He's going to take a cheap victory with the attack. Then, you know, in, in typical WWE fashion, Drew would get a bit of offense in, but he'd be too fucked and Lashley would finish it. Obviously, not the case. Um, this, to me, was Lashley's best outing since his return. 100%. Yeah, totally agree yeah, with that. He did impress. Um, I did think, uh, I think I said a couple of weeks ago, because of the characters and physique Lashley and Drew had, I thought they were just going to, like, just pound the shit out of each other, which they did, but they also used a lot of wrestling in it. Mm. And I'm not I'm not saying that Lashley can't wrestle or Drew can't wrestle. It was just, at the time, Lashley couldn't find his footing of, like, it was like he didn't know where he belonged. Um, and MVP being there, I mean, at one point where Lashley had control, um, I think Lashley just kind of took a lap around the ring and made... Eye contact with MVP. MVP's going, don't let up. Don't let up. Keep on him. Yeah. I was like, yes, that, that's the kind of manager he needs. 100%. Like, this is why... That aggression. Yeah, this is why I like the fact that he's going with MVP and not with Lano. I like this kind of... This duo that they've got. Yeah, it's that, that keep focus thing. Don't, you know, take a breather by all means, but don't give Drew time to recover. Kick his ass. Mm. Um, there was a point, I think, last year nearly dropped Drew straight in his head outside the ring. Yeah. Um, but Drew managed to quickly roll through it and they recovered. Yeah, basically, it was too top heavy and he just didn't have enough to, you know, just the, the weight went against him. He just, they kind of yeah. fell over. It was kind of like a half assed suplex, I think. But yeah, it was. Yeah, but you know, mistakes happened. happened. They recovered. Yeah. They, 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 they did the spot that they intended to do, which was down by the ring post. So. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about these one count kickouts because I, I understand what they're trying to do with Drew of, like, how much punishment do I have to do to this guy, kind of making the next Brock. But I think they just managed to not do this, but it, it became the risk of making Lashley look weak, of, like, this monstrous guy throwing all this stuff at him and Drew's still just kicking out at once. It, well, it just... maybe hopefully they'll kind of ease off a little bit on it. Maybe instead of two or three times happening in a match, maybe only once per match that he kicks out at one and it's near the start of the match where he's a bit fresher. Hopefully. I'm, I'm fine, yeah, I'm fine with them near the start of the, the match. Like if the match had opened like, without the full Nelson, just the bell rang, and Lashley speared him and then went straight for the pin, then Drew kicked out at one, fine with that. It's just been the one move. Um... Sometimes what I do like is when they've been kicking the shit out of each other where uh, both competitors seem spent and then someone will crawl in for a pin and they go, one, and they'll kick out with this huge adrenaline surge which will get the fans' adrenaline surge of like, holy shit, after all this he's still like got that adrenaline coming back. But again, if you do it too much, and I'll, I'll talk about how the finishes, how I feel about the finishes uh, later on, if you do it too much, it becomes less effective. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they've got they're kind of walking on the razor's edge with that. Um, but overall, we're good. I think. Yeah, I I did enjoy it. it. It might be possibly match of the night for me. Yeah, um, oh, it's 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 difficult to pick match of the night. 
Is yeah, the, the the Claymore again. Lashley made it look like he got hit by a bus. Yeah, it, it was excellent. It was a three count. Drew was the winner. The fact that he worked, walked out on his own accord and just kind of blanked Lana while yeah. MVP didn't help evil. didn't help her up or anything. Yeah, but the fact that he was still walking away okay was kind of like I'm okay. I had that. That Claymore took me off my guard, and it's your fault. Fuck you. Yeah. And so it's again, it's more seeds being planted for future stories. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, so, so it was good. It, I really quite enjoyed it. Yeah, right here we go. Raw tag titles. This was what the fuck? It's ridiculous, weren't it? It was so stupid. I mean, the, this this seems to have split fans quite a lot. There's other people that thought it was hilarious, but there was other people that just thought, "What the hell am I watching?" And I'm in that camp. I was yeah, literally like, I didn't know that this was going to happen. I thought it was going to be some kind of backyard, th- a backstage thing, and then they'd go into the ring and have their match. And it just yeah. got more weirder and weirder and weirder. Just to, let's throw all the weird stuff that we possibly can at it, where they're friends, but they're not. And then they're beating up each other. Then suddenly they're buddies again. And then T- um, Tozawa appears with a load of ninjas and a big seven-foot yeah. dude for no reason. And then they get thrown into a skip and there's a monster in there. And then it suddenly just cuts back to the announced team and it moves on. It's just... I was like, what am I watching? Have I literally just taken some speed? This is insane. I this literally didn't know what to make of it. I, I didn't... was like, am I still in bed? What's going on? Yeah, I, I didn't know what to make of it, mate. I really didn't. I just like, I don't know what I'm seeing here. Are they being, the titles being defended? Or are we literally just having a, a, a kind of stupid buddy comedy type ridiculousness to it? I, I was baffled of why they thought that this was a good idea. I, I laughed at the... The pure fact of how ridiculous it was, but not of it like this is ridiculous and hilarious. It's just this is purely just ridiculous. Yeah. Of like what? But I, I was laughing because I thought this is just a Vince thing all over. Yeah, he thinks it's together. hilarious. He, all the things that happen in there, he thinks it's hilarious. I, I, I was saying to Sarah, uh, the the wife, if anyone doesn't know, as I was watching, you know, they're standing in front of all the, the ninjas, and then he. Gets he whips the um the meat back into his yes. hand. I thought, has he been watching Avengers Endgame? And he just thought, that's hilarious. I'm going to do that. And you know what I mean? Just it seems like a massive kind of shit superhero attempt, and it looked really stupid. It just when it started in the, in the, the parking lot, I thought, right, okay, bit weird considering they're meant to be friends, and this is usually used for bitter rivalries. But okay, fight from the the parking lot to the ring. Okay with that. They destroyed Braun's car, so I straight away called, like, ah, Braun will turn up later then. Nope, <laughs> nothing. Uh, um, then it was just um, the weird shit of, like, street profits arming themselves with golf clubs, and even though they're standing right in front of them, don't see the Raiders pick up the shields. Yeah. Um, then it was, uh, there was the, uh, one of them went through a glass door, yeah. which I did like, but then it led to just more stupidity. Um... The bowling ball as well to the balls. Again, that's clearly a Vince thing. He's like, it's throw a ball in his balls. It'll be hilarious. Yeah, it just... But there was the turkey drumstick thing I've never got. Um, it's uh, it's basically Vince's idea thinking, well, they're big, muscly, bearded men and they're Vikings and Vikings eat uh, eat meat and drink mead. And sh- he's just being as cliche as he possibly can, basically. Yeah, but I, I, this is another frustration of like, do you not see how dominant these guys were in NXT? <laughs> yeah, and now they're becoming a comedy act. 
Yeah, street profits always were a common. Yeah, and I'll be honest, if it was someone else instead of the street profits doing this, it would have been even worse. At least with their comedy act, they made certain bits work a little bit. But if it was any other team, I would have been like, switch it off. Yeah, if it was street profits versus, I don't know, our truth and I, I, I don't know, somebody. It might have hit the mark more often because we know how ridiculous his characters are. But it seems like Vince wants to make Viking Raiders ridiculous while the fans are going, no, make them the, the war machine we know they can be. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, then it was the weird like little fantasies of Ivar of everyone saying he's cute. Yeah. He's oh, it's so what stupid. Oh, it's so about? stupid. Um, then, obviously, ending with the weird monster in the skip. Yeah. At that point, I just thought, what the fuck is going on? What? And at the end of the day, it became completely re- redundant seeing any of this because there was no pinfalls. There was no yeah. victory or losses or anything. It just cut away to the announced teams. Like, oh, well, that's that. Let's move on to the main event. And it's just I was like, what? And so, what am I seeing? Yeah, but the fact that the ref turned up saying, guys, get to the ring, and then they just don't. They just ignored him. Yeah. Yeah. It... It made me just also what this is going to be a ridiculous reason to be more annoyed. But if you're going to be that stupid, at least have structure to it because none of it led to anything that made more sense. No, it seemed like it was like little snippets that were all just kind of shitly edited together for no reason and they just didn't know how to finish it, so they just cut away. Yeah, if you were trying to tell someone just. Um, Right. Raw tag title match happened. Oh yeah, how did it start? How did it finish? Started in a parking lot, ended in a skip with a monster. They'd be like, "What, what? the fuck <laughs> happened?" And like, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> I <laughs> don't know. And it, it just—I felt embarrassed. Yeah, the company. I felt embarrassed yeah. as well. I was just like, "This is this is the last thing I'm showing a new fan." You know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I, I can't even say Street Profits is still... Well, I can say Street, Street Profits is still Raw Tag Type Champions, but I don't even know if they were defended. Yeah, exactly. So, I literally have no idea. Um, no rules were explained. It was stupid. Now it's the main event. Yeah, main uh, event. So, obviously, the greatest wrestling match ever, which you can't say because you can't tell tell us that it is before it happens. Um, so, it's Edge versus Orton. Um, there's, like, new camera angles and the intros and all that kind of stuff. Um, the... The cam- the new camera angles and everything I quite liked. I thought, why can't we do this more often? Um, the the intros, uh, like the old school and everything, um, even like the ref having the old school uniform on and everything, I didn't mind that. That that was all right. Um, it, the, the thing that kept taking me out of it was the fake crowd that was being pumped in because it just didn't coincide with the crowd that was there, and it just it just didn't it did not work for me. Um, if you take that out. The match itself, I didn't mind. Uh, there, you know, it wasn't... Again, it, it it was definitely not the greatest wrestling match in the world. There was no way it was ever going to be. But it was a reasonable match, and I yeah. quite enjoyed it. If that was just the match as it was in a regular arena with all the crowd, that would have been one of the best matches of the year. It was just down to the fact that the situations they put it in with the fake crowd and billing it as this greatest wrestling match ever, that it kind of takes you out of it a little bit. But... As far as the actual wrestling in the ring, I, I quite I quite enjoyed it. I didn't mind it. Yeah, I just I I really can't get my head around how to feel about this because I, I agree 
Edge and Orton did nothing wrong. No. They 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 did fine in what they did. Um the the the, the old school referee thing I I didn't mind, I guess. Uh I loved that they had Fink. Voice Fink's voice going. Yeah, through I like Fink, yeah, was, again, I liked but, that. Why have the Madison Square Garden like there? That makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, that's um, a bit silly. As far as the camera angles, some of them I liked, like the bird's eye view one uh, and all that kind of stuff. But the ones that were for the opening bell, uh, this is what took me out of it. For the opening bell, they, they locked up and it, the, the shot you had was between the two of them underneath which tells me they needed a cameraman lying there in the middle of the ring which meant straight away this was a match that was not going to be organic it was filmed like the boneyard match of the five five funhouse all that stuff yeah so straight away i was like then they say there's no way this could even possibly be the greatest wrestling match ever because it's obviously adopted one yeah which is ridiculous to say when all matches are scripted that it's become a obviously more fake adopted match in itself so if anything uh i agree with what moxley or ambrose or whatever said in jericho's podcast about a year ago they overproduced it yeah they, yeah i would i would agree there is certain overproducing of it uh, like i said the main problem i had was the crowds the the fake crowd yeah. it just really annoyed me uh, but I just, if I try and just ignore all that and take that away, their wrestling was was fun. The story was built well, as far as in the ring was concerned. They had plenty of back and forth. They had all these awesome kickouts. They they nicked moves. There was kill switches. There was rock bottoms. There was pedigrees. Yeah. Um, RKO's spears. Um, even the punt made an appearance, which is something yeah. I thought was banned, but that you no, know, that was the thing that closed it out. So you know, Orton beat Edge here, which was weird because I thought Edge was going to be the winner here. Um, but you know, it, as far as like just pure wrestling, I know it was overproduced and I know it was edited and all this kind of stuff to make it work. I still, I still enjoyed it. I, I did enjoy it. It just, yeah, like, there were some teething issues and there were some things that I'll definitely say never do that again. But I still enjoyed it for the most part. So, like I say, Edge and Orton, I've got uh, nothing bad to say about what they did. I, I was originally going to say I thought Edge could have done a better performance, but I don't know where his tricep injury came into place. Yeah, neither do I. I think so, it could have been when uh, he got locked up. Uh, I think maybe pulled it, but his room is he's out for four to eight. A while. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I can't I can't nitpick at that because I don't know where the injury t- took place or how severe it is. But yeah, it was WWE themselves with the stupid little fan. Uh, noises being fed in and too much on the camera angles that that did it and it also told me that despite putting that tagline next to Orton and Edge that the greatest wrestling match ever they didn't have enough confidence in them to just go out there and do it normally and and that really that if, if I was one of them not only would I hate the fact that you put the pressure on me anyway as greatest wrestling match ever but the fact that you're not confident enough in me to let me just go out there and try, I'd be like, well, go fuck yourself. But what, what, why are we even doing this? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, um, a, it's abundantly clear, I think, I've heard it in maybe a couple of interviews and podcasts and stuff, that both Edge and Orton are kind of like, 
I don't want to do this, but if that's the direction they're going, I can't say no, can I? Because I'm contracted. But they, they, I don't think neither of them really wanted to do this. But you know, they were given something and they went out there and did the best they could with it. Yeah, I mean, the way you could tell uh, with what they were doing in the ring that the way they wanted to carry the story. Um, I wasn't sure about the amount of like big moves and finishes Edge was kicking out of because I just thought he kicked of, out of uh, the, the pedigree like straight away and an RKO and an RKO, and, yeah. And, and I just thought, look, if you'd hit the pedigree and then all kind of like fell a bit or been a bit cocky, so you didn't go to the pin straight away, fine. But if anything, you've you maybe buried the pedigree and the RKO, but also try to build yourself up as this really strong guy, and I just wasn't buying it. I can buy a resilient person, but with someone at Edge's age and yeah. the way he's been battered and the, the lingering injuries we know he has, I just wasn't buying into it that much. Um, don't get me wrong, it, it, on one side it was very enjoyable to see him kicking out of finishes, like, yes, he's still in this, yes. But from a non-kayfabe fan who knows how it works, it was just kind of like, uh, again, you're, you're, you're pushing the boundaries here. A little yeah, bit you're on a knife's edge of whether it works. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what I did like when Orton got the win, I love the fact that he did win with the pun. Yeah, because um, I thought that was banned, but clearly it isn't. Well, again, I thought, how much of that did they do? Like, like, let's take multiple shots of this to make sure we get the right. Yeah, true. That's a good point. They probably just, yeah, they probably just did do a natural punt. They just they shot it in such a way and with a certain angle. Because I think if now I'm thinking about it, I think the angle was in such a way that made it look like it was a hit when he probably was about a few centimeters off at least. Yeah, what I thought might annoy you was the predictable fifty-fifty booking of it. Yeah, I mean, it did a little bit because. But it's it was always obvious for me from the beginning that they're they're going to continue this feud and have a trifecta. They're going to have three matches in total because you know they always like to do things in threes if they can. Um, mm-hmm. So I I kind of thought that Autumn was going to win this because I got a feeling that they wanted to go for SummerSlam with two of them as well. But obviously that can't happen now because of Edge. But they're potentially pushing on this whole Christian thing on Raw as well. So yeah, I think I they might use, yeah they might be using that for a while until Edge can come back and finish it off. So we'll see where that goes. I mean, I'm I'm quite comfortable with it being Edge versus Christian at SummerSlam if Christian thinks he's got one more left in him. Yeah, I mean I'm they kind of they, they kind of pushed it a little bit on Raw. Um, they they yeah. had an unsanctioned match. And yeah, but the, then, but the, the whole flare thing. I mean, yeah, the flare thing, like the heel turn of him. Yeah, that kind of stuff. It's like, okay, this is weird. Um, but I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe Flair will be in his corner. Maybe Edge can be in Christian's corner while he's injured. I, I don't know. I mean, we've been saying for ages, like, why can't Rick Flair just uh, let let it go, just <laughs> yeah. enjoy the retirement and stuff? But I'd kind of be interested if Flair became Orton's manager. I, I think. Yeah, like that. Um, I mean, it's different to him just standing in his daughter's spotlight all the time. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, what I did like was when the match was over and Orton kind of slid in to say, like, go home, go yeah. back to daughter's yeah. daughter. Yeah. Like sadistic. Face. I quite like that. Yeah. Which, but, and then when Edge was getting up, because when the stretcher came out, I thought, all right, we're going this way with the story. 
And then he was pushing the medics away, getting up his end of corn. Yeah. Orton kind of had that look of not only did he not believe that Edge was still getting up, but it was that kind of sick, uh, almost a sick smirk of like, if I got to put you down again, I will do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that they're kind of bringing back the sicko Orton. Yeah, I, I, like, I, I like Orton as a heel like this. This this that's the one thing I have really liked about this feud with him and Edge is his sadistic nature and just what he's willing to do to prove his point, and I like that. Yeah. So yeah, the match from Orton and Edge was okay. The overproduction from WWE pretty much it may it either nearly ruined it or probably did ruin it. Mm. But as you know, like we said from the start. It wasn't the greatest wrestling match ever. No, and it was never going to be. No, it was good for what it was, but it could have been better if WWE had just backed off the production. Mm. So, yeah, it, it, it was all right. So, yeah, so, I mean, we're going to star ratings, you know, out of 10. What what would you be giving it? Hmm, difficult one. Three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I was going for a four. That was kind of the one that was sticking in my head. Four is probably about right. And most of that goes to Drew and Bobby and, you know, the core wrestling element of the main event, I would say. But everything else was just kind of just filler. It was quite obvious that this pay-per-view as a whole was a filler pay-per-view, which begs the question, why even have it? With all these safety restrictions in and two meter distances and all the COVID stuff going on, it's like, well, why have this filler pay per view? Just leave it until SummerSlam. Just have your big ones. It just this just proved that none of this really needed to happen. To be honest, you could have left it. Regardless of the uh, the current climate as well, it's the curse of the June pay per view. They always seem to struggle with this pay per view. Yeah, whether they call it stomping grounds or whatever, it's just one of them. But yeah, I, I nearly went with four, but I think uh, I think the reason you gave it a half point more is I think you enjoyed the women's tag title match and yeah. the main event maybe slightly more than I did. Yeah, yeah, I probably enjoyed the Universal Championship slightly more than you did. So yeah, it was kind of mixed opinions, but we're both kind of on the same wavelength. Of yeah, it definitely, it's, it's a mixed bag. It is, yeah. what it, it is what it is. Uh, just it's not something I'm going back to anytime soon. I'll just just move, let's just move on from it. I suppose. Yeah, keep it in review mirror. It's yeah, done now. It's so. done. It's in the books. Let's forget about it. Yeah, job done. So yeah, that's that's backlash 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, we might be back later in the week for one of our lockdown ones. We'll see how we feel. See if we're busy. Yeah, or not. We'll see what happens. So yeah, keep a look out for it just in case it comes. It might come, you know, sometime at the weekends. Uh, if not, we'll be back next week for another lockdown one. And then after that, it's what is it, Extreme, Extreme Rules, Rules, which yeah, I did see yeah, has a um, new logo as well, which is quite yeah. I don't know. How I feel just about kind of meh. Seems, seems very Team Extreme Hardy Boys esque. Yes. Uh, so I don't know if it's a pop at Matt Hardy or what. Maybe, but, but yeah. So that will be the next pay per view. But apart from that, we'll do lockdowns until we don't need to anymore. Yes, yes. Uh, I think Extreme Rules is July nineteenth, so it's about four or five weeks away. Yeah. So. Hopefully that next podcast we won't be doing it through FaceTimes and stuff. No, we'll hopefully, but hopefully, but within those next four weeks we should be able to be together. But uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll be able to be together. We'll be able to hug and everything. Like and um, 
That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, so like, subscribe, and we'll be back very, very soon. Bye. Bye.